And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. I thank you for joining me on this Thanksgiving. Joining us right now is uh, Melanie Kirkpatrick, the author of Thanksgiving, the holiday at the heart of the American experience. Uh, She's a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, also a former deputy editor of the Wall Street Journal's editorial page, and um, has authored Escape from North Korea, the untold story of Asia's Underground Railroad, which uh, our friends at World Magazine named it as its, as its 2013 Book of the Year. Uh, Melanie's lived in Tokyo, Toronto, Hong Kong, Honolulu, and Manhattan. Currently resides in rural Connecticut with her husband, Jack David. Good to have you with me, Melanie. Thanks. It's great to be back, Al. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you, too. Hong Kong, are you following it carefully now? Oh, I certainly am, with great admiration for the young protesters who are out there day after day, weekend yeah. after weekend. It's amazing. Uh, any predictions on outcomes? It's very hard to predict. Right. China isn't uh, likely to um, give in, so um, it, it's very hard to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I I have the same same feeling about it. Well, let's let's uh, come back to Thanksgiving. You write that it's the holiday at the heart of the American experience. That's actually a pretty bold statement. So why don't you tell us why you think so? For one thing, Al, it's our oldest tradition, dating back uh, this Thanksgiving five hundred, excuse me, three hundred and ninety-eight years. Uh, and I think that the first Thanksgiving, or what we call the first Thanksgiving, points the way to the the multicultural people we've become. Mm-hmm. The you know it was a time when the uh, English settlers and the Wampanoag Indians came together in a, uh, to celebrate a harvest, and uh, it. Um, it year in years to come uh there would be war and a lot of bloodshed but at that moment in time the two people might have been wary of one another but they had come together in peace and second uh, it's also very much a part of some of the most important aspects of american history uh, the first presidential proclamation was george washington's calling for a, a Thanksgiving. That was our first Thanksgiving as a nation. When did he date then, it? It was 1789. Okay. It was at the time of the the first Congress, and the um, members of Congress had been meeting in New York City, then the Capitol, for a number of months. September came around, and they wanted to take a break. A well-deserved one, I should say. <laughs> okay. And the... Um, the uh, some members of Congress um, wanted to hold a thanks, wanted to ask the president to call a Thanksgiving. And one of the interesting things I found out in my research was that this idea was controversial. Hard to believe, but it was controversial on two points. Yeah, one me. was one was that uh, it was viewed as a religious holiday, and therefore uh, the president, the federal government, should not should. You okay. Know, stay clear of it. And the second point was that uh, it was the the president didn't have the authority to call a national yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay. It should be left to the individual governors of the thirteen states. So Boy, those, in the end, <laughs> those are those, those arguments are as current today as they were then. Indeed, though <laughs> I don't think anybody would think of applying them to the idea of uh, national Thanksgiving. No, not, no, no. But in, in <laughs> right. terms of other things, yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, it, and, and I think Washington's response um, really showed you know, what a great man he was. Uh, Congress, in the end, voted to ask the president. I don't know the exact vote, but it, it, they voted to ask the president um, to call a Thanksgiving, and a delegation went to see him. And he did so. But in doing so, he, uh, uh, instead of demanding that every American uh, celebrate this Thanksgiving, he requested the governors to call the Thanksgiving on the date that he, Washington, had specified in their own state. Interesting. And of, of course they did, because <laughs> Washington's authority was so great. Well, that's, yeah. that, so he actually used his moral authority. Yeah, and he did something else, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, we always think about Thanksgiving as the beginning of the giving season. Mm-hmm. Americans are the most generous people in the world. And Washington was a generous man. He usually kept his generosity quiet. But this time, he um, made a donation to a local church in New York City for the benefit of the poor, and um, he made it public. And I think that uh, he was sending uh, an, a message to the American people to follow his example. Interesting. He, was he very aware of his, his historic role as a model for future presidents? Yes, he was, very much so. And uh, both uh, he realized that um, you know, his presidency was unique yeah. and that uh, it was up to him to set both the tone and the substance, and to follow, of course, the Constitution. And oh. that, that was the point of this first Thanksgiving. One of the points was to give thanks for the Thanksgiving, okay. for the Constitution, okay. and for the, uh, the, the the coming together of this, the people of this new nation. Did was the uh, what was the particular day? Uh, was it? Uh, was it fall? Was it a fall date? November. It was. It was. And here too, he had an. Uh, he he set a precedent. He called it for the last Thursday of November. Okay. And um, when Lincoln got round to reviving the tradition as a national holiday, um, that's the date he chose because Washington had chosen it. Interesting. And the other thing Washington did in his proclamation was he made it clear that this was. A thank, the Thanksgiving Day was to be celebrated by people of all religious denominations. Uh, it very was an good. ecumenical holiday. Yeah, very good. Uh, any uh, presidents, uh, you mentioned it fell out of favor. Uh, was, this, was the holiday neglected by future presidents? Well, uh, it, this is an interesting story, too, Al. Um, Jefferson famously refused to call a national Thanksgiving huh. for the uh, the states' rights region, okay. the reason that I mentioned. When he was governor of Virginia, he did call a Thanksgiving, but as president, he wouldn't do it. Um, and Madison, I think it was, uh, called a Thanksgiving um, at the end of the War of 1812. Okay. But... Between Washington and Lincoln, presidents generally refused to do so for um, the, on the state rights issue. At the same time, 
Thanksgivings were widely celebrated around the growing country. Not every state, but many states did celebrate Thanksgiving, but it was always, uh, they, they didn't coordinate. It wasn't on the same day. That meant that the country wasn't celebrating uh, as you know, one nation. Uh, they were celebrating as um, uh, people from Massachusetts or Connecticut sure. or wherever. Sure, yeah. Let me go to let me go to something. Uh, since you brought up the multicultural dimension of this, um, you, you quote a uh, Native American, Bill Waston, who said the first Thanksgiving was all right. Uh, it started to fall apart after that. So, <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how Native Americans uh, might regard Thanksgiving. Uh, I wrote a chapter about Native Americans and Thanksgiving, and um, uh, as I was reporting this or researching this, I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, there have been several uh, Native American groups over the years, starting in the, the 60s or the 70s, that uh, rejected Thanksgiving and did so very publicly. There's a group of New England Indians who stage a, a protest in Plymouth every Thanksgiving Day um, and in uh, California on Alcatraz Island. There was a, a protest as well. A group called it themselves the Unthanksgiving. Hmm. But as I began to research it, I found something very, very different. The uh, the people, the Native American leaders I spoke to, for the most part, said that thank they Thanksgiving was a time of reflection on the tragic history of Native Americans after the arrival of the European settlers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they were Americans, and of course they wanted to celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, The best example of that was the Alcatraz um, un-Thanksgiving that I mentioned. The uh, Native American organization that sponsored that changed the name a number of years ago because they thought it was inappropriate. And today they do have a celebration starting at dawn on Alcatraz. And um, they um, they have a uh, a kind of service of remembrance of, of Native Americans who came before them, huh. and then uh, they all get back on the ferry, go to get back to the pier in San Francisco, and get home in time to put a turkey in the oven. <laughs> That's fascinating. Uh, uh, you you write to that. Um, you know, we today, when we think of Thanksgiving, we think, of course, of the pilgrims, but the pilgrims didn't take their place at the Thanksgiving table until the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Well, how? Why? That's right. Yeah. Well, um, a couple of reasons for that. The pilgrims became associated with Thanksgiving uh, as the result of um, two things that happened. One was that pilgrim documents were found in the 19th century that uh, talked about what we call the first Thanksgiving. There are two, out, two eyewitness accounts, okay. and both very brief, but they weren't widely known um, uh, until the 19th century. At the same time, there was, at the time of the 1820, the bicentennial of um, the arrival of the Mayflower, a, a holiday started, or it started a little before then, but it, there was a holiday that now people haven't heard of, but it's called Forefathers Day. Huh. And it was started, well, actually more at the time of the Revolution and then 
the big culmination was 1820. And it was uh, uh, started by a group of people in Plymouth, Massachusetts, who wanted to uh, remember the uh, pilgrims. And so as the 19th century came and then uh, this big celebration in 1820, the pilgrims and were were widely celebrated around and and thought of and people you know really hadn't thought about them before and then they became associated with the holiday as uh, the century went on um we'll come back on the other side of the break and continue our conversation my guest is melanie kirkpatrick thanksgiving the holiday at the heart of the american experience i'm al cresta And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. With me is Melanie Kirkpatrick, uh, author of Thanksgiving, the holiday at the heart of the American experience. Before the break, we were talking about Forefathers Day, which if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, don't feel bad. I hadn't heard about it myself until I uh, read Melanie's book. But when, so when did the pilgrims, as we kind of envision them today, finally make their way into the public imagination regarding Thanksgiving. When are they? Uh, it was, yeah. How, it, how it, late it, was it? It really was toward the, you know, at the second half of the 19th century yeah, that okay. the pilgrims were closely connected with Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, in, um, in lots of popular uh, imagination too, you know, you, one of the things that was popular at the end of the 19th, beginning of the 20th century was Thanksgiving postcards. People would send postcards to mm. one another, uh, sending holiday greetings. And they often showed pictures of the pilgrims and the Indians. And then, of course, there are lots of famous, uh, there are several famous paintings now of the arrival of the Mayflower, again, dating from the end of the 19th or the early 20th centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Forefathers' Day fell out of fashion quite quickly after the bicentennial in 1820. Okay. But it's, it's still something. A few places around the country. Uh, my husband and I went to the Forefathers celebration in Plymouth a couple of years ago, and huh. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'd never heard of it until I read your book, so <laughs> it's completely <laughs> lost on me. Um, what is it in our in the popular picture of Thanksgiving, which is historically uh, wrong and maybe uh, even misleading? Hmm. That's a a big question. Um, For sure, in the popular pictures of Thanksgiving and the kinds of stuff uh, you and I did when we were growing up in grade school, Mm -hmm. uh, the the representation of the Native Americans was off. Um, There's a a famous painting of the uh, pilgrims and uh, the Indians um, sitting outside at a Thanksgiving table um, calls, let me look up the title here, it's um, The First Thanksgiving at Plymouth, and it was, uh, it, it would be instantly, uh, you know, no, you would know it if you saw it. Yeah. It's by, uh-huh. It was painted by a woman called Jenny Bronscombe, and 
she got the spirit of the event correct, I think, but the details were wrong. For example, um, and this is very typical of representations of the pilgrims, the pilgrims were, you, know, you always see them in uh, wearing black and gray and buckles on their caps, that right. sort of thing. Well, actually, they wore colorful clothes yeah. and no, bu- no buckles on their hats. And the Native Americans um, are often portrayed with um, big you know, Indian headdresses wearing them. And the, the Indians of New England did not wear headdresses. <laughs> okay. uh, the, the, those were the Plains Indians yes. who did so. Um, oh, pictures show men and women seated together at a table, and th- that's not authentic either. The women would have been cooking. The men would have been seated at the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but, but the spirit of conviviality, um, of um, you know, feasting yes. in Thanksgiving, I think, uh, is accurate. And what? What was the nat- what was the relationship like between those settlers and the uh, the uh, the indigenous people of that era? Well, they there was a wary respect. I think the um, the Native Americans and the Pilgrims, uh, the Confederation, the Wampanoag Confederation of Indian Tribes, had uh, signed a, a peace treaty. Uh, with the pilgrims, and that was surely something that both sides could have been thankful for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there was still suspicion. Yeah. And we note in one of the eyewitness accounts that the um, pilgrims, as part of this three-day festival, uh, uh, shot off arms. That, that means they fired their weapons. Uh, they did a display of their weapons, you know, maybe target practice or shooting at some um, foul in the air or whatever. But you have to think that maybe the reason for that was to let the Native Americans know that uh, they, the pilgrims, had these guns and knew how to use them. At the same time, the pilgrims would have been uh, wary, too. Uh, There were only... Oh gosh, there were half as many pilgrims at, at the first Thanksgiving as there were um, Indian men. Oh, okay. We know from one of the accounts that the ninety braves came. Now, um, and the pilgrims, I think, were only around forty-five, and that included women and children. So you can just imagine that there could be concern of one another. Yeah. At the same time, we also know that they played games and. They certainly ate well. The Indians brought three deer, which really probably was the centerpiece of of the the meals that they ate. So if you want to be authentic when you sit down to Thanksgiving dinner, uh, make sure you have venison on the menu. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, Who's uh, Sarah Joseph Hale? Sarah Josepha Hale is the greatest American woman few people have ever heard of. She was editor of the most popular magazine of the pre-Civil War era called Godey's Ladies Book. And one of her passions was a national Thanksgiving. She campaigned for it for decades in her magazine, and she was such a famous personage that when she wrote letters to presidents of the United States, you know, asking them to call a national Thanksgiving, 
they wrote back. They said, no, we're not going to do it, but they wrote back, Hmm. which was an indication of, I think, how powerful she was. Then in 1863, she wrote to Lincoln with her suggestion. Now, of course, the war was in progress then, and Lincoln decided to call a national Thanksgiving. He chose the last Thursday of November because that was the date that Washington had called. His proclamation is a beautiful piece of prose, and if you've not seen it, I recommend that you take a look at it. It it begins with a description of all the blessings that um, the American people should be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And it basically is, the Gettysburg had taken place a, a few months earlier, and that was a turning point in the war, and it now looked like the Union was going to be victorious eventually. Yeah. But uh, so this idea of a national Thanksgiving was a way, I think, uh, of looking forward to peace that was eventually going to come. In it, he asked uh, the American people to celebrate with one heart and one voice. How was that received in the South? Oh, very. I, I, I don't think anybody celebrated right. in the South. Yeah at the time, and it wasn't until after the war ended that, um, of course, they had celebrated before the Civil War in some of the states, and then again after the Civil War. And then with a little bit of reluctance, not every state was keen to adopt Mm. a Yankee tradition. Yeah, okay. So that was seen as a Yankee tradition because it originates in New England? Is that, yeah, 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 it was it, not by everybody, but um, by by some Southerners, it was seemed as a, a may I say, a damned Yankee tradition. <laughs> okay, so. right, right. One of the things I love about Lincoln's statement, by the way, is reproduced in in the book uh, that Melanie's yes. given us, Thanksgiving, the holiday at the heart of the American experience, is that he recog. I mean, many of us have probably been in moods where bad things are going on in our lives. We've probably churlishly said, what's there to give thanks for? But he says, in the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, so he's he's not in any way ignoring the, the terrible events uh, surrounding him. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contradicted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Um, I I just think that he's an incredibly gifted uh, stylist. People should remember that. but he's also uh, strikes me as a terribly uh, straightforward and honest writer. Um, would you agree? I do agree, and I, I would also notice that I would also note that he doesn't refer to um, the enemies uh, at all. Right. It's um, you know this he sees every American, North and South, as. Uh, having uh, a place in this national thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. We should mention, too, that you you have in this, there's a bunch of recipes 
which uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's historically, it's delightful uh, book, but you've also got Thanksgiving recipes. Where you are know, these from? I, I did, Alan. I'll tell you, while I was researching this book, uh, and of course, it's a serious history written, I hope, in a, in a way that readers oh, find enter- entertaining. It's delightful, um, yes. Um, but as I was writing it, my husband kept saying, you have to include recipes, you have to include <laughs> recipes. And I said, no, no, nobody wants to read recipes. Well, in the end, he was right. And I decided to include a section on historic recipes and menus, which uh, helped to tell the story of Thanksgiving. And there's also a section on uh, readings for around the Thanksgiving table, uh, the uh, the pilgrims' um, uh, descriptions of the first Thanksgiving, Lincoln's uh, Lincoln's uh, proclamation, and so forth. Yeah. But the recipes uh, were a hoot to, to research, I must say. Um, <laughs> you know, I, from the first American cookbook, I found a couple of recipes um, that uh, were uh, for pumpkin pudding and apple tarts and cranberry pie and stuff. And then as uh, things went you know, through the centuries, um, there is a menu for from, 19, from 1864 um, for wounded soldiers at a hospital in Washington, oh. D.C., which I thought was um, interesting in its opulence, and but also in the fact that the uh, it was provided for by um, ordinary citizens all around America, or the Union, this is. And they would donate the food or donate money for the food for the wounded soldiers. Well, this is great. <laughs> this would be this would enhance any uh, Thanksgiving celebration. Is to choose one of the recipes at least in here and, and enjoy them. Melanie, thank you for taking the time to be with us and for the work that you put into Thanksgiving, the holiday at the heart of the American experience. Um, we'll have it available for people to buy. Thanks. Thank you, Al, and happy Thanksgiving. And to you. <laughs>